This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Presented by Liquid Spirits Beverage Catering Company. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 55 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman. And on deck today, we are going to debate lake versus beach. We're going to talk about songs we want to sing at the top of our lungs. Non-negotiables on yachts and breaking news. One of us may have met someone. Ooh, you want to stay tuned for that. Plus a new edition of 10,000 Frogs. But before we get to that, let's bring in the guys. Tommy Freeze Pops here in studio with me. I always give kind of an update on what Tom is wearing. I don't know why I do that. I just do it. Today he's wearing a shirt that's as drunk as Hull in reference to really, really drunk Brett Hull. Not only during the Blues Stanley Cup victory and the championship parade, but really just in general. Life in general, right. Life in general. So I'm just supporting my guy, Hull. I love Hully. Live life drunk as Hull. And Steve Cerruti, executive producer of The Will Kane Show, is checking in from the Cape. He is on vacation, but he is so dedicated to this podcast that he is called in. Steve, how are you? I'm just chilling, sitting on my couch, watching some of the, uh, EPL, the EPL deadline days today. What's up for transfers? Just hanging out, seeing what's, uh, what's going to happen in the next half an hour. But yeah, it's good. You know, I'm, I'm not like a beach 24-7 dude. Like, my parents are kind of that way. Like, my wife, Maddie, is kind of that way. Like, I get very bored at the beach if I'm just sitting there for, like, multiple hours. So this is actually a nice break. I need to mix it up. You need to mix it up. Okay, so you're not the guy that lays there with a book, pops in the water, and flips over. Absolutely not. No, I'm like three hours is we're pushing it. And I'm like, I'm bored. I need to go home and I do something like now if there are activities at the beach, like if there's cornhole, if there's like drinking games or whatever. But I'm not just like laying on a towel, dude. Yeah. Rotating 90 degrees every like (laughs) half an hour. That's not me. But how do you get a tan? I my mind. Um, I do lay, but like I just don't lay for, you know, I have my shirts off the whole time. I'm only just wearing a bathing suit. I like to, I go for a walk here and there. I'm in the water, depending on how, if it's the bay side, if the water's a little bit warmer, if it's the ocean side, the water's pretty cool. Like we were at the ocean side yesterday, so I only went in one time. I'm an um, ocean guy but, almost the whole time. That's my move. Yeah, the bay, the, the bay is kind of a bummer because it's just, it's for, there's like a lot of little kids and that's definitely my nightmare so yeah so no I, I don't know i do read on the beach but i don't know i was also kind of tired this week so i just didn't really i, I mostly just fell asleep but then again you can't fall asleep you can't actually have any meaningful rest on the beach like i know like i know i see those old dudes that just pass out like under an umbrella i can't do that either tom are you what are you at the beach are you a lay read type of guy or are you i mean you said you're a water guy yeah. i picture you boogie boarding i don't know why yeah, oh I, not I, boogie boarding Body surfing. Body surfing. Well, here's the thing. If I have a boogie board, I'm going to boogie board. But, yeah, I'm surfing those waves either way. Clearly not surfing on a surfboard. Can't do that. But I'm body body surfing or I'm boogie boarding. And, uh, yeah, I'm just spending most of my time in the water. I'm not a tan guy. Uh, I'm pretty pale Irishman. Yeah, so. (laughs) Yeah, I'm shocked. (laughs) I I get pretty burnt. So um, I I have to get out of the water. Reapply. Are you a t-shirt guy? No, Ooh. no, no, no. Because I don't okay. really like t-shirts on the beach because it gets kind of uncomfortable, like with the sand when it gets in your shirt, kind of a like a chafage on the chest situation. Mm. Not not really into that. Yeah, um, I get that. As a kid, my mom would make me wear a shirt because she didn't want to deal with me having a, a sunburn because I, I just would get okay. ripped apart by the sun. But I yeah. always feel badly for the t-shirt people at, at the beach in the pool. Yeah, I mean... For I, various reasons, whether it's for a body reason or for a sun reason, which I guess is also a body reason. Yeah, I get those are all those would all be under the body umbrella, yeah, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, all body reasons. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I had no choice. <laughs> and then after a certain point, you're like, all right, mom, I don't care if I get 
you know, burned, I'm going to take my shirt off because this sucks. You but, strike me as a guy who's had some pretty bad burns in, in his day, though, too. Big time. Because like I'll, you, I'll you, do the thing where I get in the water and I don't come out because I'm having too good of a time, you know? And then you just get yeah. your back just completely destroyed. I um, imagine you getting really wasted and yeah. waking up the next morning and being like, ouch, ouch, that hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah, didn't apply any sunscreen. Yeah, that's happened before, too. I can't just sit here and say it hasn't happened. You know, you have a few too many Ronas. Uh, Ronas? Yeah, a little Corona action. Wait, what? <laughs> Ronies? Ronas. Have you ever heard that, Steve? A Rona? No, I've heard, like, Ronies. But I've never heard of Rona. So, wait, no. so when you say Rony, are you talking about it? Are you talking about Ronas? <laughs> I'm talking. Yeah, when I say yeah, like give me some, give me a Roni. That's the Corona. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's Rona, not Roni. A Roni, a Roni light. What's up? Both of those are disgusting. (laughs) Sounds like rice a Roni. I don't like either of those. Strike that from the record. Sarudi, do you do the thing where you get the lime and then you flip it upside down with your thumb? Yeah, that's the way to do. it. You have to do. He's not a wildebeest. Of course he does. I will say this: Mexican beer, like cervezas, are my. Probably my favorite beers to just drink casually. Like I, I, I'm not a Bud Light guy. I'm not a Ooh. Coors Light guy. I, I get me a a Soul, get me a Corona, get me a Tecate, get me a whatever. Like I just love Mexican beer. A Dos Equis. Um, uh, Dos Equis is great. Modelo. I mean, I, like all of the above. <laughs> That's really interesting. I guess I I understand it because it's easy to drink a lot of them. Um, and I like the lime aspect, and I'm just not a big Bud Light guy. I'm not a big like. I mean, I'm not a Bud Light, Coors Light, Bush Light, whatever Miller Light. That's not like. That's not my thing. I don't really like drinking those beers. Um, uh, listen, you know, you're talking to the I, wrong audience here in St. Louis, yeah, Missouri. What, what no, I know, I know. Blaseming but, like, Bud Light. Bush, they don't. They don't make any cervezas. Come on, they got to own one of those companies. Oh, they probably do. Yeah, they own like everything. Yeah. So there you go. So exactly. You know, just a different <laughs> uh, subsidiary. You know what they own? They own uh, Land Shark, I think. Which is like Landshark's okay. Yeah, it's like kind of in that vein, yeah. you know. Let's find out. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's. It, it, I think it's Landshark because I was I was on the tour, like I said on the on the on the pod last week, and they had one of those beers at the end. Yeah, Landshark. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it was Landshark, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna grab a Landshark. What's up? I didn't know they owned them. So I can't say I drink a ton of Landshark, but if it, you know Mexican beer, I don't discriminate against that. It's good stuff. What <laughs> about, what about Steve a Limerita? Ugh, gross. Absolutely not. That's <laughs> Terrible. No. I like to make, like, a margarita. I love margaritas, frozen, not frozen, whatever. Obviously, no salt. Salt's disgusting. But I don't Ugh, get the I canned get ones. That's just, that's so weird. Are you so, no salt, too? No, I'm salt. Of course I'm, I'm salt. salt. That's, that's, no, such a, that's salt. a terrible why taste I, already. No. Yeah, come exactly. on. Why do you want to, last night, we had margaritas at this place, and my mom got one with salt, and she ended up sharing it with me. And I'm like, basically, you just take a sip, and it's a mouthful of salt. I don't taste <laughs> anything else. It's disgusting. I don't know anyone would want that. Uh, well, first of all, you lick the salt first, then you drink it. Then there's clearly a delineation of where your mouth goes. Salt? Why wouldn't you want to lick the salt? <laughs> it tastes salt. better. It, it tastes is better. salt. Nobody just eats salt. I don't. I, what, what? It doesn't add anything to the drink. It actually just makes it worse and leaves a nasty taste in your mouth. Not true. Yeah, I mean, you're so wrong on this. You don't even know how wrong you you're are. You're super in the minority <laughs> on this. Yeah, 100%. I, I, no, I under I understand that it's a thing because most people obviously probably get salt, but no, most people I just don't, don't get understand no salt. the enjoyment factor. So most people, you, no, I'm saying, I'm saying most people probably do get salt, right? No, most people I know go no salt. Really? Oh, huh? good. Well, then most people are normal and they have a, a, a sophisticated <laughs> palate. I don't understand. I just don't understand why you'd ever want to lick salt. You're really gonna go sophisticated palate on a salt rimmed margarita? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, grow up, Michelle. The gauntlet has been thrown. When you guys do tequila (laughs) shots, do you not do salt then? Of course you do. 
Uh, I would prefer no. I would just take the lime. No, I mean I've wow. done the you know what you put you know what you do you put it on your thumb right your yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I just think that the makes crunk. it worse. Like I I don't know why I'd want that. I'll just take a bite out of the lime. We're good to go. No, that's that's terrible. It ruins the whole experience. It's all about licking it. Shot lime. Everyone does it together. Ah. I don't know the last time. I don't know the last time I had a tequila shot either, man. I guess I'm getting old. You're no it's been fun, a while. dude. Well, why don't you do one tonight not. in our honor? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Maybe, we're, yeah. we're having our pod meetup tonight with our listeners who've reached out to us that want to come to the secret Let's location. Go. So maybe Let's you should go. be taking tequila shots when we FaceTime you. All right. That's fine. I think I'm driving home tonight, but maybe in the car. <laughs> maybe you driving. ride shotgun. <laughs> yeah, just FaceTime me. I'll just, I'll just rip sequ- uh, tequila shots from the shotgun. Hey, Maddie, can you take this leg of the trip? I need to rip some shots. Take the wheel, Maddie. We need to, I got stuff to do. <laughs> you have an obligation. I did live on the East Coast for three years, and there's few things that I regret about that time because I was never really there. I feel like despite living in Connecticut, I really went to New York a lot and tried to see New England. I went to Rhode Island, all these different places. Great place. Yeah, great place. Newport. Loved it. One of my biggest regrets during my time on the East Coast is that I never went to the Cape, ever. I only went to Boston a handful of times, so I didn't really do the Boston deal, and I didn't really do the Cape ever. So, Steve, now that you're there, can you give us a scouting report of what the Cape is? Mm -hmm. Because I don't think I really have a handle on what it is. And sitting in the Midwest, when you say Cape Cod, I think we think, oh, it's kind of bougie and affluent. But I also can't see you really doing that whole deal. So you have to explain to us what the situation is. Well, it depends, like, anywhere. It kind of depends where you are on the Cape, but I would say this. The Cape is probably very hit or miss for people because it's a nice place. It's very quiet. There aren't very many things that, like, you, if you want to, like, rate, like, I, for, for example, like, I don't, I wouldn't recommend, like, a bachelor bachelorette party here. There just aren't that many rage bars here. It's very quiet. There's a, there's a decent amount of kids, depending on where you go. Now you can get away from kids, obviously, but, like, there's really only, like, one, maybe two places in the entire sort of Cape area. That's like a go-out central, and that's probably Chatham, and that's P-Town. Uh, P-Town is at the very tip. P-Town's awesome. If you, like, Michelle, you would love P-Town. It's amazing. Uh, uh, I have a lot of friends great. who've been to P-Town often. Yes, yes. Great food. Like, just a cool scene. It's like the it's, – it's honestly – it's like this – I don't even know if the origin is, is this way, but, like, the Cape is sort of like this, like, weird, like, Catholic – Massachusetts bubble type thing uh-huh. and the P-Town is like everything that the Cape isn't and that's what makes it really cool. Is so it P-Town wild? There. Don't they have, don't they go P-P-Town off in P-Town? P-Town is wild. There's some drag stuff going on there. It's very it's very cool. It's very fun. It's very hip. It's like it's the furthest point too so it takes a little while to get there but it is a, it is a fun fun time. And then Chatham is kind of like probably the place that most people I think like think of like there's the Chatham Squire there's like that whole strip in Chatham where it's again it's very I wouldn't say like you can raise there though. There's like one or two like decent bars that you can go to that like young people go to, but for the most part, it's like old rich people and like families. So it's not. For, it's definitely not for everybody. I mean, if you want to just hang on a beach and relax, it's a great place. The only problem with the Cape though is that the shark situation is pretty pretty bad. Like uh, real sharks? They, right? Oh, like oh yeah. No, like no, no, no. In no. the like, water? Like, like like great white sharks. Oh yeah. No, it's a ba- it's a bad scene here, especially recently. There what? are they, beaches here regularly get shut down because of sharks. Most of them are tagged, and they have helicopters flying above to see if they could see anyone near the near the actual. Now, most of them are obviously on the on the ocean side, so the ocean side and the bay side. I'm a big ocean side fan only because you get the waves and the water is just better. The bay side is also kind of full of kids, and it's one of those things where the bay side is cool because you could walk out like for miles, and it, the, the water really only gets up to maybe like your knees or a little bit higher. 
but that's just not my scene. It's too, there's, like I said, there's way too many kids. The ocean side is, like I said, there are, I would say, there's like different apps that you can find, and there are dozens and dozens and dozens of great white sharks that are just hanging around here because there are so many seals. So that is a problem. People what? have, yeah, oh yeah, people have died recently. I believe this year, one this year, a couple last year from great white shark attacks. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of an intense situation. But I feel like you'd have to go kind of reasonably far out to, to have that be a problem. And I'm not that kind of, I'm not a surfer, so I'm not going that far out. There were people surfing at the beach area yesterday, uh, the Beachcomber in Wellfleet, which is an unbelievable beach, by the way. I would highly recommend it if you ever came to the Cape. Probably my favorite beach on the Cape. But there are definitely, definitely shark issues all around there. And so that's kind of the problem with the Cape recently. Yeah, someone that's landlocked in the Midwest, the shark radar is something I'm <laughs> probably not high. super yeah. unfamiliar with. Yeah, I mean, I would never, I don't know. I just, I, I frequent the ocean so rarely that when I'm popping in, I'm not worried about sharks. No, yeah. Well, where were you? Like, I'm trying to, where have you gone? Where You probably went to Rhode Island when you were working at ESPN, right? You were working uh, in yeah. Bristol. Yeah, I went to the Hamptons a few there times, are... went to Newport. Yeah. But when I was in Newport, it was in no the shark sp- problems there. springtime. Right. So you weren't really thinking about jumping in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's a scene here for sure. I mean, I don't know why recently it's become worse than it ever was. But last year when Maddie and I were here, there was there were dozens and dozens of seals hanging around on this beach that we were at. And that's assuming why all the sharks come hang out there. But again, those are the best beaches because they have like the best waves and they have the best views and i mean the weather there is, is incredible as well so like that's kind of the only the, the only real drawback but yeah so no it's like a it's it's a great place to hang out for a week if there are people that spend summers here i don't think i could do that my sister did that once she was like doing a internship type deal here and I, being here for three months there's not a whole lot to do um and it's not very big but michelle i think you would like it for at least a week plus maddie and i also did um well, we've been to Martha's Vineyard before, which is actually where Rosillo well, for the most part. I think his dad still lives there. And we've also done Nantucket. We did Nantucket on this trip as well. They're two basically small islands off the coast of the Cape that are very bougie, very nice, great breweries, good scenes. you got to take a ferry to get over there. I think Field of takes a ferry like pretty much weekly when it comes to the summer. So uh, you would you would like both of those places, Michelle, as well. Tom, have you ever been, Tom, you've been to the Cape, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. I've, I've been to Rhode Island beaches way more, obviously. But the Cape, like, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's kind of quiet. It's a little bit more upscale than you're going to find at other beaches in, in New England. And it's not a place I'd want to live for the summer, for sure. It's a place I'd like to go with my buddies for a weekend and, like, get a house mm-hmm. and, like, you know, get ripped up. Like, that's that's one thing, though, for, like, a bachelor party. It actually is kind of fun if you want to do one of those, like, getaway type things. You go and you get, like, a sick house for a weekend and just get plastered well that's what i did that's what i did but i did it in maine and like that's fun the only thing is like if you want to there aren't really many there aren't very many bars that you would like go out here and get rowdy at so that's that's kind of the problem if you run a sick house with a pool and you just like stay there the entire time yeah you'd have a great time right it just depends on what your vibe is but nantucket of those three that you mentioned i think is the most fun because it's kind of the best mix of like nice restaurants fun bars and also the beaches are just sick so I've never been yeah. to the vineyard personally. I'm I'm not upscale. Oh, enough. dude, no. Is it really that? Bougie? Yeah, I'm gonna go with you. It's <laughs> I, I I don't know which one is more bougie to be honest with you. I always thought it was Nantucket, but now you're saying it's Martha's Vineyard. No, so the vineyard for like if you're vacationing there is definitely more bougie than Nantucket. But I think like if you live on either island, it's a little more blue collar. Like I know people that grew up on Nantucket and 
it's they're not they're not wealthy at all you know because they're they're like huh. island people you know they just like kind of go they live seasonally almost like it's uh yeah you know when when there's a lot of people there in the summer it's it's popping but then in the winter it's like kind of dead there but yeah if you're vacationing the vineyard is is more bougie than nantucket no doubt and that is a breakdown of the cape <laughs> for our midwestern audience <laughs> Shouts out to the Midwest. Good what's job, up? guys. What's up? I know everyone listening to this is like, screw you guys, we're landlocked. Like this. <laughs> I do always think it's weird that, like, yeah, like you guys never, like, going to the ocean for Tom and I was like such a normal thing. Like, we'd go to the beach and it, that would just be like a weekend in high school or whatever. We'd go with friends or in college or whatever for most of my entire life. And you guys, you, know, you guys just never grew up with that. Like, you guys hit up lakes. Like, I don't understand yeah. what you do. So we go to the lake. So, for instance, last weekend, I went to my cousin Kelly's bachelorette party. Shout out, Kelly. And we, we go to the Lake of the Ozarks. That's what we did. Growing up, our family had a lake house. And it just felt like everybody you knew had a place at the lake. And come the weekend, you'd pack up the car, drive down to the lake. You'd get in the house. You'd spend a day on the boat. You know, you pack the cooler filled with some turkey sandies, some sun chips, some grapes. You know, your parents have a few beers. You go tubing. You got some jet ski action in there. It was awesome. And honestly, being back there last weekend, nothing in life brings me back to my childhood more than being at the lake. And it's all those really little intangible things that I'm sure you guys, well, I guess it is a little bit tangible, but that you guys feel about the ocean. Like as soon as you get to the lake, it just has a certain smell that smells like the lake. And when you get on the boat and you feel the wind in your hair, you you're, remember being a kid. It's just, it's a really good time, but... It's very different than the beach scene. Because I feel like when you go to the beach, you just, what? You pack some towels, you pack some chairs, and you're in and out. For you to get into the water, it's much more accessible than being in the lake, where you kind of need a boat, and you have to go to a cove, you have to get to a certain spot. You definitely want some sort of floaty situation. You know, it's just a lot more work to go to the lake. I will say, though, one of the nice things about New England is that they you got both. You got the beaches and the lakes. I mean, the, the lakes up in Maine. My my family went up there a bunch of oh, times. Yeah. Dude, so fun. Oh, my God. I, lo- I love lake I life, honestly. Going you know what? I'm going to – I kind of have a hot take here. I think lakes are more fun than beaches. Oh, yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. No way. Because the, no house, because the houses are – Peak lake fine. versus peak beach, no way. Okay. He, no here's, way. here's my argument, though. When you're going to like a lake house, it's you're right on the water. Yeah. There. Whereas it, there rarely are you going to stay at a beach house that's like walking onto the beach. Like those houses are like unattainable for like vacationing, you know, whereas these lake houses are you can go. It's affordable. Your family can stay there for a weekend. You get all the groceries. Totally. You get a little fire pit going. It's a small little sand area right into the lake or, or the pond or whatever. Um, Were you just going to say pond? Yeah, well, uh, there's some large ponds that people, you know, have houses on in, in Rhode Island. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Shout out to the ponds. <laughs> pond life, what's up? Yeah. I mean, pond is life. this your hot take that pond life is better than beach life? I would say ponds life? and lakes, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a similar, it's a similar vibe. You know what's also sick? I totally ri- disagree. River life. <laughs> Living river on a river life, would be in- interesting. <laughs> I haven't experienced river life yet. We, but. we live on a river here in St. Louis on, on the mighty Mississippi. Yeah, people are like, oh, you're not landlocked. There's a river. I'm like, have you seen it? Yeah, it's not. It's brown. <laughs> yeah, it's not you like could not a... pay me to get in that river. <laughs> yeah. Plus the current, sneaky fast. It, it, I don't think it's sneaky. I look at that thing. I'm like, damn. That's fast. It's like, it's visibly fast. Yeah, yeah. But I just think people, when they think of the Mississippi River, don't think it's super fast. It's current. legit. But yeah. 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 No, but I, I Be like. Be careful on that current. I like lakes. There we go. I 
couldn't agree with you more for several reasons. One, because like there are no waves at lakes, or at least the waves are very small. Like, what are I you talking waves. about? Boats create waves, my dude. Oh, get out of here! No, 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 you're not. <laughs> First off, and the beach situation, like the quote-unquote beach situation, like when I, I want to lay in the sand. I want to be on like, my, I don't, like I feel like most lakes are like, there's like grass. <laughs> it's like grass and dirt. Now, I, I, I'm not trying to like, I like a good lake. I'm not saying I don't want to go to a lake, but like peak beach versus peak lake, it's not even close. Plus, there are no lake towns. Like beach towns are some of the coolest places there are like in the entire world. If you hang out a beach town, like, like we were just in Manhattan Beach, which is essentially just bougie you know, essentially, quote unquote, beach town in uh, you know south of L.A. You know, beach towns here in the Cape, beach towns in wherever, all the all on the east and west coast. Like those are some of the most fun places there are. What are you talking about? Know, There's, of course, there are lake towns. Yeah, that's, like, that's insane. Lake Geneva no is no, a lake town. The they're not the same. They're not the same. You're right. They're better. Like <laughs> lake towns are, are totally a thing. <laughs> There's lake towns in Connecticut. Yeah, and exactly, and you know what? Nobody goes there because they're not that good. <laughs> lake town, get out of here with this lake town stuff. Nobody talks about lake towns. When you, when's the last time you ever? I mean, I guess people in the Midwest do, but I was literally at coast, the lake never of going, the hey, man, I wish I could have a lake town. <laughs> no way. You're wrong, dude. There's a reason, Michelle, that people live on the coast because of the beach. That's the point. People uh, like the beach. Those people like the beach. There's a reason people like live on is- the lake. They like the lake. Because they have to, and they're (laughs) they're landlocked. Throughout the course of human history, people have settled on beaches with the ocean for many reasons, one of which was industry and obviously being able to eat food, and the other which is because it's the nicest place to live, period. They're not going, hey, let's find this dope lake inland, and we can just settle there. People (laughs) settle on the coast. End of story. Uh, now that we're talking history, Steve, I think people settled there because they came over on ships, and it was the first place they found. (laughs) Incorrect, because people have flooded to the West Coast. If you're telling me the East Coast, I would 100% say, sure, that makes a ton of sense logistically. But then why did people flock to the West Coast? It's called Westward Expansion. Yeah, they were just trying to see what was out there. They had no idea where they were going. No, no, when you come no, to no, St. Louis, no. I'll it's take because, you because to the, the Lewis and Clark's <laughs> exhibit. You can learn about Sacagawea and about the gateway to the West. Oh, I know about Sacagawea. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh, really? Give me one Sacagawea fun fact. Uh, the gauntlet has been thrown down. <laughs> get back to me she's on the gold dollar what's up there, there you go. go what's up shout out to tom for knowing a sacagawea fact <laughs> i love sacagawea okay well is it we or wea uh i've always thought it was wea so i wanted to just throw that in there so i sounded smart but it I could thought be it was I'm with you, michelle thank you yeah I i'm with you michelle sorry uh, we're gonna have to get some uh should we do this <laughs> hang on sacagawea Let's see. Pronunciation. Oh, here that we go. That can't be right. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> we'll do the video. Oh, yes. Stand by. Let me turn up the sound on this. Oh. Sacagawea. We are. Mm. Yeah. All right. We're right. We're good. Stand we're down. Good. Uh, now you sound dumb. That. Nope. I, mm. Tom, get your Rhode Island BS out yeah. of here. I don't need this. I'm going to stick with Wea. Tried to be smart. Now you sound dumb. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of the lake, when I was there for my cousin's bachelorette party, we went to this pool situation. It was like a bar with a pool called Coconuts. Super fun time. Great music. Great frozen drinks. So it was kind of like a Vegas pool party situation. Ton of young people. Everyone was turning up. And I have to tell you, I've never in one place in my life seen a more vast collection of bad tattoos than I did at Coconuts at the Ooh. Lake of the Ozarks. <laughs> and I don't know it if... It be a lake thing. Mm, 
Ah. Oh, you're telling me, Steve, that you haven't seen any bad tats on the beach? <laughs> it depends no, on the beach you're going on. The yeah, exactly. It depends, <laughs> depends on those beaches. And, Steve, I know you have a tat. Tom, no tats, no right? Tats, no tats. No tats for me either. And I'm not anti-tat. I just feel like so many people make bad tat decisions. You're at a stage in your life where you're not fully an adult or maybe you're an adult and you're going through something or you think something's cool in the moment and a year, five years, ten years later, whatever it may be, you look back at the tat and you say, hmm, did I really need Pokemon on my forearm? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm looking at these tats and I'm thinking, how many people in this pool, if they had true serum and you pulled them, regret these tat decisions? I would say a lot. I mean, here's the thing, though, is that we are judging them as people who, uh, I don't know, how, how, how do I put this? Like, Michelle, you're just, you're not going to get a Pokemon tattoo. Maybe these people, maybe these people really into these terrible tattoos, and they probably are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you gave them true serum, maybe they're like, no, I love this tattoo, it's awesome, but we're super judging, we're like, no, that tattoo sucks, you should have never gotten it. <laughs> That's how... Like, I feel like I sit at the beach or the lake, wherever, no matter it is, and I'm like, wow, you really wanted to get that super big back tattoo, or you want, you know what I mean? And yeah. you're like, that yeah. looks absolutely, t- like, wh- take me through your mindset of, like, why you thought that was a good idea. And, but here's the thing, I don't know if it's like they, they, they all hang out together, because it seems like whenever there's a dude with a terrible tattoo, there's also a girl with him that also has a terrible tattoo. Great call. So I'm not sure if it's the same sort of thing where they just find each other through their terrible tattoos. Maybe they, just, maybe they need to make some sort of like online dating service for people with bad tattoos. But I just feel like it's, it's like a, it's a lifestyle thing. Like these people, they just, it's, it's what they do. It's like, hey, I'm going to get this massive, terrible tattoo and I'm going to find somebody else with a massive, terrible tattoo. That's such a great take by you because I noticed that they were in packs. It would be a big group of guys standing next to us. And I'm like, mm, full tribal back tat and you're super white. Like, yeah. what, is this part of your tribe? I don't know. You know, I'm not getting it. Or like some Chinese symbol or like some, some like Latin thing and they don't speak either language. And you're like, dude. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite stories of all time is that Britney Spears got the Chinese symbol for mysterious on her, and it didn't mean that. It, in fact, meant something else. She got the wrong tat. Let me find out. Yeah, that, I bet that happens all the time. Who knows? Like, I'm sure the person doing the tattoo as well, because what do they do? They probably Google image search, like, hey, what is this cool tattoo? They bring it to the tattoo artist. He has no idea what it means. He or she has no idea what it means. And they just put it on your body, and it's there forever. And it could mean literally anything. Yeah, so Britney thought it meant mysterious it actually means strange (laughs) (laughs) that's so perfect that seems yeah that seems very like symbolic of her life yeah (laughs) she's had an interesting arc yeah she's had an interesting career arc oh arc i thought you said mark i was like mark on society well she has also had an interesting mark yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. all right all right (laughs) i wonder if there's an instagram account for bad tats because if so i want to follow it and if not we should create it there has to be a bad tattoo because they, they had all those types of Instagrams exist, I think. My one thing that I'll never understand and I've never seen it done well on anyone is a face tattoo. Like, Mike Tyson? Oh, my God. They're all terrible. They're all, they're all. terrible. Every single Wait, one I'm of sorry. them. Tom, I need to clarify something. Are you talking about people's faces on you or a tattoo on your face? Tattoo on your face. Okay, I would say I would extend that to people who also get other people's faces on them. <laughs> they never look good. They're mm-hmm. always disgustingly terrible and distorted. Plus, like, yeah, as you get older, your skin changes and things. Like, it's not going to look like the person that you had tattooed. Anyway, continue. If you have a face tattoo, the first thing I'm going to think of is the face tattoo. 
Like, it's going to be very hard for me to get past yeah. your face tattoo when, I, when I meet you. Yeah, that's kind of the point, though, I think, is that they want to be off-putting. And that's very much a statement. Uh, yeah, it's a statement of I'm not, I don't want to speak to you. Am I being unfair? Like, if you have a face tattoo, I, mean, I just don't, don't want to be boys with you. I, I want to be boys with Lil Wayne. He has face tattoos. Yeah, I was going to say, exactly. If it's Lil Wayne, he's got the tear tattoo. Like, that's kind of cool. But Post then Malone? again, like, Tom, you or I couldn't rock that. You know? Like, that's right, not, right. We have to know our place. You're there. not badass enough to have a tear tattoo. <laughs> so, you know what it means. Tear, tear tats, I, you know what? I, I didn't think of those. If you have, like, just a few little tear tats... I can get past that. Okay, those are subtle. They're fine. They just look like big freckles. I would. Ex- I can get past I would extend freckles. it to the neck as well. I would extend it to the, the neck. Mm, I've really. There are very few great neck tattoos. Michelle disagrees. <laughs> she likes neck tattoos. Yadi Merlina has neck tats. <laughs> Respect the hell out of him. Wait, who? Yadi or Molina? Do you know who that is, Steve? I mean, I know who it is, but like, I don't know. I feel like athletes need to be taken out of this because, like, they just just like we're talking about normal people because athletes just got who knows. Like I like I like dudes in, that play soccer that have full sleeves and are just completely tatted up. I would if I saw a normal person on the on the street that didn't do that, I'd be like, that's kind of dumb, dude. You shouldn't do that. Would you ever get a full like, sleeve? Just, I would, but I don't have enough things that I would want on my arm to get a sleeve. Like I don't have enough inspiration. That's the problem. Like I would I, I carefully and methodically think out what I would want so that I don't regret it in two or three years or ten years. Can I guess what it would be? My sleeve? Yeah. I, it would have a, yeah. map, a map on there somehow, I bet. <laughs> There'd probably be some sort of cartography. Yeah. Yes. There you go. <laughs> nailed it. Okay. If Tom were to get a tat, it would for sure be when he's wasted. It will for sure be a Boston sports team logo. Yep. Yeah. You kind of hit the nail on the head. I did say to my friends, and I guess this is kind of still standing, whenever the Celtics win their next championship, I'm going to get that banner tattooed on my ass. It's kind of a wow. standing thing. Why your ass? It just was a drunk well, you're not thing. You're going to have to do that anytime soon, so <laughs> yeah. it should be good. Yeah, that, ooh, shots cool. fired. Cool. It also feels like that's something you could easily say, you know what? I didn't mean it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but now it's a thing. It, it's, it's, it, when now, they win, it's going to happen. So Tom secretly wants it to happen. Not because yeah. he wants, Tom's 100% the kind of person that, like, he not only because he wants the Celtics to win, but he wants to do it for the story. Like, he wants to go around telling people that he has a Celtics tattoo <laughs> Like yeah. that's that's the kind of person you are. I know I know that that probably is what you guys think, and that's probably what the listeners think. But I'm telling you, I really don't want to get a tattoo on my ass. <laughs> so then don't. I'm, the power is in your agree, hands. Disagree. Okay, I won't. Yeah, I um, won't. Then guys. By the way, I googled bad tats, and the first one that came up was a tramp stamp with hearts and squiggles around it, and above it, it just says Twilight. <laughs> Yikes! As in Yikes. the Edward Cullen. Whoever else. That's vehicle. pretty bad. That's pretty bad. The Kristen um, Stewart vehicle. Pilot <laughs> sucked. Okay, so moving forward, let's do roulette or grab bag because we have a bunch of different topics. And um, I'll give you one word. Who wants to go first, Tom or Steve? I'll go first. Okay, I'll give you yeah. one word and you choose, and then that will be the question or topic, okay? Okay. Lady, song, yacht. Yacht. Okay, so I've been watching a lot of Below Deck, as we mentioned last episode. Like, a lot of Below Deck. I'm really into it. And as I mentioned last week, there is this thing on the yacht, when the people come on the charter, that the primary guest presents the staff with a list of non-negotiables, things that the staff 
has to do while they're on the boat and their tip is contingent on it. So, for instance, some billionaires from Oklahoma came on board and they wanted a hoedown. So the staff was in the middle of the Mediterranean, had to figure out how to get bales of hay on board and throw a hoedown. There was another group of people who were from Pittsburgh and they had never missed a Steelers game. But when you're in Greece, the Steelers game is on at, what, 3 o'clock in the morning. So they had to figure out a way to stream the Steelers game in the middle of the ocean in Greece at 3 o'clock in the morning. There's all of these different things. So my question to you two is, if you had enough money, I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, to charter a yacht for a week, what is your one non-negotiable? Ooh, Tom, you want to start? Yeah, so, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this, and the thing I would want the most, and I don't even know if this is plausible, but whatever, it's a non-negotiable and I have all the money in the world. I want a second boat that's going to have a TV like the size of the yacht that you know floats in front of the boat and then I get these sick like you know those big love sack chairs like the the huge huge beanbag chairs that are just like the most mm-hmm. comfortable chairs ever and be able to watch any game that I want at any time because you know you're you're on the Mediterranean but you still want to catch the games like those Steeler fans so I want a boat TV basically in nice. front of my boat and then I also want them to fly in my favorite wings wings over Worcester uh, it's the Wings Over franchise, um, but the, I think Wings Over Worcester does the best job with those wings. For, for some reason, they just do a better job. I don't to know. the Mediterranean. Yes. I want them to bring me uh, boneless. Mm, that's not really attainable. Boneless Reddit. What so, do you, what do you, no, because it's, 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 it's stuff that they have it, to be able to no. get there. Yes, they can. They can freeze it and send it over. It's very attainable. I love how Tom is like in the islands of Greece, which is one of the most beautiful places <laughs> in the world. And he's Jesus. like, no, I need wings from Worcester Mass. And I want to watch games in a beanbag chair. Yeah, hell yeah. And I and then Why did you even go in the first place? Yeah, and just stay in Worcester. <laughs> no, because then you have then you have the beautiful background of the Mediterranean while you're watching the games, you know? And then you can jump in the water during halftime. And then of course you need I mean, this is already there, but you you need the open bar, you need the best service ever, you need them, you know, your drink never to be empty, unlimited beers. So yeah, that that would be my setup that I'd want. I want a boat sized TV that floats in front of my boat. All right, Steve, please redeem us. Wow. Well, a few things off the top of my head would be I would want to bring my dogs, and I would want, like, whoever I'm with to bring their dogs. So there would need to be, like, a dedicated staff of people to watching, feeding, taking the dogs to the bathroom or whatever, and, like, basically watching the dogs. So I want the dogs to be there, but I want no responsibility for the dogs, if that, if that, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um because, like, that's the worst part about this vacation is, like, I miss both my dogs that are just hanging out at home. So sometimes we bring them, sometimes we don't. We didn't this time because it was a little bit long. So I would want both my dog, Mumford and Moose, to come with us on this trip. And I would want there to be other, dozens of other dogs from people who are on the trip as well. Um, my second thing, I would need to – kind of similar to Tom's, but not necessarily for watching games. Although, I will say, it depends on the time of year, but I would like there to be, like, TVs all over the place with different, like, you know, European soccer games as they go on in the morning or whatever throughout the day, just as we're drinking and partying, it'd be fun. But I also would want, like, a massive TV somewhere. It could be another game with a giant TV on it that also has a FIFA hookup to it because I would need to play FIFA while I was gone as well. <laughs> and, and ideally, it would be linked to uh, to online play, so I'd be able to play other people online. <laughs> so Saruti is kind of like me in the in the sense, like, why? what's the point of us even being Yeah, your there? dogs and FIFA? <laughs> why are you guys even no, going no, on this yacht? He, no, no, no. I want to treat my dogs to a great trip, and I want them to be a part of it as well. <laughs> and, like, you're still in a great place. Like, Tom's the one talking about bringing 
specific wings from Worcester there. Like, I want to eat the local cuisine. I want to go check things out. I just also want to play FIFA and hang out with my dog. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, mine was this. When you watch the show, they have this great deck on the ship. Below deck? Ah. No, it's above deck, <laughs> actually. No. They, it has a hot tub and a bar, you know, a lot of a lot of pool lounge chairs. People are hanging out there. I would want them, the staff, to go out and find the sickest DJ in the med, and I want them to bring the DJ and the turntable to the boat, and we're turning the boat into the hottest club and the med and we can and they need to come invite people like other people that can come and we can vet them out and decide if they're you know fun enough and cool enough to hang out and i want to turn it into just a raging party in the water that sounds sick um but glow sticks the works my my only I, there's really no pushback because that sounds amazing but isn't that kind of like what yacht life already is kind of like? So basically, you're just you're just like giving steroids to, to to the yacht, essentially. Yeah, instead of you guys who's trying to bring home to the yacht, I'm trying to amp up my yacht okay. experience. Yeah, that, it, it sounds dope. Yeah, I, I'd want to go. Could I come? Sure, of course. Okay. You guys are invited. But people on the yacht are they have a beautiful dinner and then they drink, or they get on this little tiny boat that takes them to the town and they party there and then it takes them back. So instead, mm-hmm. I'm going to just take out the middleman. I'm going to have my beautiful dinner. I'm going to drink there. And then you're bringing the club to me. Mm. Okay. I mean, I just feel like that's part of the experience already. I, mm. I, not, I with the DJ, not with the DJ. <laughs> not with All the right. sick I mean, beats. If you're going to say like, hey, you know, I'm going to bring like, you know, Steve Aoki or whoever in there. I'd be like, yeah, it'd have to be like somebody. It'd have to be a big deal, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be a name brand DJ. I mean, I went to this cave club in Positano. It was literally a club inside the cave, and the DJ killed it. And I don't know who it was. Mm. Hmm. A cave club? It was one. Of the, I've been there twice, actually three times, and it's one of the best times of my life. So wait, so I need to know more about this cave club. So it's is awesome. there any real walls or like a floor, or is it literally just a cave and they set up like a bar and a DJ table? There's like, ha- floor, but it's literally built into the side of a cave. So the inside of it is as They such. furnished the inside of a cave. Yeah. Wow. That's sick. Yeah. There's, I mean, bars, there's levels, there's a stage, there's a DJ, uh, there's a back VIP area. Hey-o. It's very fun. Dope. I got to go to the cave club. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> highly recommend. One of the best party experiences of my life. And everybody that goes in there goes in there knowing we're on the Amalfi Coast. We're going to get weird. We're going to take it to a 10. And it amps up really fast. I'm talking zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> you don't go there to just sip a drink and then leave early. You're mm. going there to stay out till like 5 o'clock in the morning. Love that. Because you're in a cave. Why not? <laughs> right. Okay, next roulette goes to Steve. Lady or song? Song. Okay, question that I've been posing to my friends. If you had unlimited vocal range, I'm talking voice of an angel, and you were on stage at a con- at Madison Square Garden to harken back to your John Mayer situation, Steve, mm-hmm. and you had to sing one song in front of thousands of people, but you have a killer voice, so you know you can execute any song out there. What is your song that you sing? Oh, man. Okay. Um, Tom, do you have one in mind? Because i got to think for a second. Uh, if not, I the one that just head. jumps into my head, I don't think I'm going to get ripped for this one, but sometimes I get ripped for my music stuff, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I just oh, yeah. to Good be one. able to do yeah. that perfectly would be 
awesome because so many people sing it for karaoke because it's a fun karaoke song because everyone knows the words and there's all different types of, you know, vocal ranges within the song. And no one's ever really that good at it. But if I could do that song perfectly, that'd probably be the one that I'd pick. And then uh, close second, Elton John, Tiny Dancer. That's a good one. I mean, Elton's range is just next level. Gotta love EJ. So those are the two that come to mind. We're calling him EJ now. All right. EJ kills it. I'd go see EJ tomorrow. (laughs) EJ. Do people call him EJ? I've literally never heard him called EJ. Yeah, no, I don't know if that's a thing. It's it's a thing. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I call him EJ individually. EJ is my guy. He's known as EJ. I love EJ. Steve. So my first thought, my first thought was Queen, and I, my first thought was Don't Stop Me Now. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's like a like, Queen to me is the answer because mm-hmm. obviously Freddie Mercury's voice is insane, insane, and he has so many great songs that I would want to sing along to or just sing. Period. I mean, I've done Bohemian Rhapsody at a karaoke, and I was definitely hammered, and it was probably <laughs> terrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I did a duet with my friend, so that probably was awful. So to sing that well and have people actually, like, praise you for that would be awesome. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel like I would want to sing, like, a Zeppelin song, too, and have that great scream voice that they have, that, 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 that he has. But I, don't, but I don't know exactly a song. Because, like, Stairway to Heaven's not, like, a great mm, It's kind of quiet, song, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the immigrant song and just be able to scream like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, or Black Dog. Uh, yeah, because I think at like a rock concert, like if you're if you have a great yell voice, like that must be so fun. Like people just screaming along with you uh, in a way. So I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. So Shout that's kind of two off the top of my head. I don't have any uh, any Ellen John. I mean, maybe like a good Billy Joel tune would be cool, especially at MSG. Like Vienna would be a good one to sing. Probably not Piano Man because it's a little bit. Overplayed and boring, but maybe a Bill Joel tune. Wait, did you just rip? Did you just rip Piano Man? Well, I just don't want to sing Piano Man because it's just I don't know. I feel like everybody sings that song. There are better Billy Joel songs to sing. Vienna was one of them for me. I mean, Captain Jack would be fun, but I don't know if that's a great singing song either. (laughs) Michelle, what's your answer? You picked Billy Joel, which is a song that people sing karaoke all the time. You don't have to have killer vocal range to do Billy Joel. But you're saying if I have the voice, like I'd want to be able to maximize the voice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't think that man does that. So when I think about songs that I would want to sing on stage, you know, the spotlight just on me, thousands of people hanging on my every word, I'm, of course, going big ballad. I'm going greatest, one of the greatest female vocalists of all time. So, of course, I'm thinking Whitney Houston. I'm thinking Mariah. I'm thinking Celine. Here are my top three, and I've thought about this for a while. I would love to sing Sunday Kind of Love by Etta James. Incredible vocalist. Mm-hmm. I would love to sing I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt, which is always a great one, and you can put your own spin on it. But how fun would it be to belt at the top of your lungs Hello by Adele? Uh, I didn't even <laughs> think Adele, yeah. Adele, Adele's a winner. I might put Adele yep. in my Adele's cue. got some pipes. Yeah, there's a few Adele songs that I'd love to just be awesome at yeah Adele, good good call thank you and that's the song that everyone has belted out in their car and you can never hit that note ever never ever 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 that's a great call you know what i was just thinking uh lady gaga shallow i mean that i'd love to throw that one in there as well yeah love, love yep. gaga 
And that's then you all. guys could do a duet. You can do the Bradley Cooper <laughs> part, and Michelle can do the Lady Gaga part. It'd be really sweet. No, I want to do the Gaga part. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to do the Gaga part. Uh, I can I tell you do- that. Tom and I wouldn't do the fake chemistry at the piano like they did at the Oscars, though. So I don't think that, that was would real work chemistry. Out. I don't know what you're talking about. That was real. Like, yeah, can real, you imagine? I'd like push him off the bench. I'd be like, get away. No, we wouldn't be sharing a bench. I take up most of the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I guess. So, Great call, I have, I have. I just came up. I stopped off the top of my head. Okay. I would need to do a Timberlake song for sure. I would definitely mm. do a Timberlake song. I'm not sure exactly what. Maybe that girl. Most probably that. Um, something from, I don't know, not something to justify. Something from one of those second al- the second or the third album. But I would definitely want to do a Justin Timberlake song. Cry Me a River would be great. Mm. I, yeah, Cry Me a River would be good. I'm kind of feeling that girl because it's like one of my favorite songs she sings. That's like a very good vocal range song. Okay, I just came up with another weird one too, but it, whatever. You guys will rip me. It's fine. Let it uh, roll. Ruben stuttered when he won American Idol. Oh my God! The song that he, the song that he won cut it with, off, cut it. The song that he won with, "Flying Without Wings," which is clearly not his song, but he, you know, he did an amazing song. He did an amazing rendition, and then on his first album, he released it with uh, on Soulful, great album, two thousand four. So yeah, I'd wow. I'd love to be able to sing that Ruben style. I mean, that well, man has the voice of an angel. Ruben stuttered. Say, oh, my God, yeah, I yes. Wish you, I wish you didn't say sorry for 2004. That would have been a pretty bad one. That's a jam. That's a total it, jam. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, Steve, you're talking Timberlake. I'm surprised you don't go like I love you. Yeah, I know. That's a good one. He hits I mean, that high note. I just want to love you when he sings that part. Really high. It's good. I don't think that song, no. I, I think it would have to be something off the... But the first album was, was... I don't know. I don't know if i do something off the first album. Because that was like still sort of in thinking Justin, even though I do like that album. Timberlake fans don't get mad at me because I love him, but I think it would have to be something off of either Future Sex Love Sounds or uh, what's the other one? What's the third one called? I forget. 2020. 2020 experience, exactly. Yeah, I think Justified is still his best album. Come at me. I wouldn't, I don't know. They're just so different. They're just so different because I feel like that one was more hip hoppy, and then as soon as he got, and then he got with Kimball in the, in the later albums, and those are to me much, much better. Although I didn't really like Man in the Woods. Sorry. Sorry, Justin. I didn't either, and I really tried. But if you go on Justified, Senorita, Like I Love You, oh, Cry Me a River, song. Rock Your Body, and then the deep tracks, Take It From Here is great, Still On My Brain is great, no, listen, Let's Take a Ride is great. I'm not going to It's a great catalog, but hold on. Let me bring up, I'm going to bring up his second and third albums here. Oh, what we got? 2020 Experience. Strawberry Bubblegum was the best. Yeah, I actually didn't love that song. Of course you didn't. I also love Blue Ocean Sounds. Great. Yep, good song. I wouldn't do Suit and Tie. Push Your Love Girl would be a great one to do. I mean, I can't believe I'm talking Whitney and Etta James and you're talking Push Your Love Girl. <laughs> uh, what Goes Around, Comes Around would be great. Yeah, because then you uh, can do that. Yeah, I like that. I'm not going to sing it. I can't do I can't do Justin Justice. Try. No, I don't even want to try because it would be embarrassing. <laughs> can, you do, can you do a Ruben Stutter for us? Uh... Hmm. I could. Hmm. For I could probably sing a little. Sorry, two thousand four here. No. <laughs> no. It, it's like I missed the shot. It's like I dropped the ball. Damn, I'm sorry. It's like I'm on stage and I forgot the words. Damn, I'm sorry. It's like building a new house. No. Okay, you don't have to do the no, entire no. verse. 
Dude, I used to rock out to Ruben. I don't know what to say. I still I do. I don't believe anyone rocked out to Ruben. Like, did you also listen to Clay Aiken? Uh, no, are you kidding? I was Team Ruben. How can I like Clay? <laughs> I mean, obviously, Steve. No, how dare you say that? Jeez, honestly. Well, I don't know. Was that excessive? Sorry, I wasn't that nerd. I wasn't that into American Idol. I just knew that you got major rivalry. Like Clay Aiken, though. People uh, like Clay Aiken. I didn't understand it, but people liked him. You know, I don't want to expose Clay Aiken, and I'll probably delete this from the pod, but I had a friend who matched with him online. Whoa. Oh, hey now. <laughs> did, so, did your friend enjoy their company with him, or yeah, did they just went out? They never went out. They never oh, went out. Oh, wow. oh, you have to go out with Clay Aiken. What are you doing? That's messed up. How are you going to disrespect Clay? <laughs> <laughs> wow, it must be pretty depressing that he's at that point in his life, huh? Like, uh, right. He has some serious pipes, though. Like, I respect Clay's talent, but I'm Team Ruben all the way. Like, yeah. I'm not going to jam out to Clay. Yeah, I mean, look, he's a talented vocalist. And I think he's, you know, I think he's working in politics now, helping out the yeah, community. Yeah, he is. He is. People so, helping people. There you go. Stuff. Good stuff, Clay Aiken. Good for him. Good for him. Shout out All Clay right. Aiken. Sorry yep. you didn't end up halfway over after with my friend. Okay. So I guess this leaves the last category is lady. And if you've made it this far in the podcast, congrats, because you oh. are about to find out that Tom, our very own Tommy Freeze Pops, <laughs> has actually met someone. Mm. Steve, this Whoa. might be breaking news for you because I just yeah, wait, wait I just found out about this Monday, but Tom has a lady friend. Yeah. It's pretty serious. It's semi-serious. Uh, so it's not like she's my girlfriend or anything, but we've been hanging out a lot. We've been talking a lot. Get, label, like, I guess. Yeah, there's no label yet. Okay. Yet. Well, are you going to ask her to be your girlfriend? I don't know. You're going to ask her so, to, be, to go steady? So maybe, I mean, maybe you guys can yeah. help me out with this. So, yeah, that's a good point. Is I just there think, a delineation? I, mean, I just think people hook up enough and it's like, okay, we're dating. <laughs> right. Do I need I to like ask I, her? Yeah, be like, yeah. Yeah, be like, hey, is this a thing? Yeah, all right, it's a thing. Okay, cool. All is right, it we'll a thing? Do people do that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, last time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, when Maddie and I officially started dating, it was, there was a talk. Yeah. How'd the talk go? You're like, so are you my girlfriend? Well, well, I mean, they're married, Tom, so I imagine it was a positive conversation. He was actually just like, nah, you kind of suck, sorry. Well, I, mean, I want to just see what my other options are, yeah. No, so Don't I... Don't your Tinder account, you're saying. Yeah. You will speak, well, speaking of Tinder, you know, I had been off Tinder. I was, I was bumbling, and I was meeting some cool people on Bumble, and... You know how, well, I don't know, you guys don't really do the dating app thing, but you have apps that will send you notifications, like push notifications that try and get you to reopen the app type thing? They do? Yeah. I mean, th- there's all sorts of apps that do stuff like that. You just get a random push notification from an app, like, oh, you know, check this out, blah, blah, blah. So I got this thing from Tinder, like, yeah, see, someone likes you, see who it is. Like, one of those push notifications, that's probably not word for word what it was. So I'm like, oh, whatever. Swiped it open, started swiping right. And I matched with this girl. I was like, oh, she's cute. And we're texting back and forth on Tinder. And we eventually moved it to iMessage. And we were talking for a few weeks. And it was great. And we, we were having great conversations. And we met in person on Friday. And okay. we had a great night together. Spent the night in Soulard. Went to my go-to spot. Bar to- uh, not Bar Taco. Oh, my God. Connecticut just got in my head for a second there. Mission Taco. Yeah, like, shout out Bar Taco. Yeah, Bar Taco. Great spot. Bar Taco. Uh, went on some dates there. Didn't go as well. Um, <laughs> so Mission Taco, great spot. Then we were b- bouncing around Soulard, went to a few bars. She came back to my place. Uh, she stayed over. Uh, next day, woke up, went to the Soulard Farmer's Market, 
hung out all day, went got some lunch, and then we sort of parted ways in the mid-afternoon. And I was like, man, that was, that was awesome. Just great day and a half with this girl. And we texted all weekend, and then she ended up coming over on Tuesday night for dinner. Brought, brought dinner over, Whoa. picked it up. Yeah, and then she had the day off. So she spent the entire day off cooking, and she filled my fridge with Tupperwares of meals for me for the rest of the week. So that's intense, dude. Yeah. So, but like, does she listen to the pod? No, she doesn't listen to the pod. But Steve, she's coming tonight. He invited her to our pod meetup. Yeah. So she's going to come tonight. Yeah. So she's going to come. She's going to go back and listen. Hear all the endeavors of your past. uh, You know, experiences. It's going to be intense. I don't know. Yeah. That. uh, You know what? I'm. Start up putting two and two together. She's definitely going to listen to this now. Because I, yeah, I, I was like, I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm okay to talk about it on the podcast because she doesn't listen to the podcast. She listens to the radio show. But now, if she comes to the podcast meetup, of course she's going to listen to this. So, whatever. I didn't say anything bad. I'm just, I'm just kind of laying it out. I, I like the girl a lot. Yeah. So what is she getting into tonight? Like, is this going to be intense? Like, what are we, what are we thinking? I, it's very casual, right? But I mean, you are inviting her into a space where she's going to meet me mm-hmm. and meet all of these people who are fans of something that you do. I don't think you just bring a random girl to that. Oh yeah, no. I mean, they, I I clearly want this to continue and continue to grow by inviting her to this. There's no question. Like I definitely thought that but, ahead of time. So here's um, the thing: I don't think that you really considered. Um, I think that you want to invite her, A, because you genuinely want to spend time with her, and yes. B, because you think it's going to be a flex that you have fans that are <laughs> trying to meet up with you. That is definitely true. But you see, and most importantly see, what this is the thing you do, is you don't look at the big, big picture. You never really weigh all of the consequences of these things. These people are fans of you because of your drunk dalliances and all of these crazy things that you've done. Uh-huh. And so you bring this girl, and they're going to be like, yeah, how about that orgy you were at in New York? <laughs> or like, how about when you did this Tom or remember that girl and this and that and then this girl that you really like is going to be like who's this wildebeest I've been going to the farmer's okay, market for with the record, for the record though Tom I'll be on your side on this it's not like you participated in the orgy you just went okay that's a big difference <laughs> Oh, but man. he wasn't lying to be in the box <laughs> solo. In the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I'm starting to think I shouldn't have done this. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying to you, Tom. You need to really weigh out both sides oh, of things before no. you act. God. No, I got your back, dude. It's, uh, this is okay. It's okay. Like people. Should I uninvite her now? What do I do? I know I don't want her to come. Her. No, no, you can't uninvite her. her. Oh no. That's the worst move of all. So, uh, okay. Well. Here's what you do. Uh, you maybe just, I just, just ruined gotta, something like, downplay great. Downplay it all. Hmm. Uh, you got to downplay all of it. You got to be a good <laughs> and like it, I, I just you know I didn't actually do most. Like, like you, you go through the motions tonight and like let let all the people think you that you know think what they think about your endeavors and what you do, and then afterwards you just go hey listen like you know I just kind of played it up for the pod. It's not really who I am. Blah blah blah. And, so, and then you just do your best backpedal job and then see if it works. I don't know. Maybe yeah. she'll be like, nah, I don't know. You're pretty too intense for me. Or maybe she'll be like, yeah, I totally understand. It showed it. What's up? Okay. Okay, I like that, Sarudi. Thank you for spinning that positive, because Michelle... No problem. No, because I'm going to go struck, realistic. You, you just struck fear in me. And she's going to hear all of these things, and then she's 100% going to go back and listen. Oh, no. And hear about all of these hookups that Tom has had. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Anyone that you're going to meet, Tom, is going to have... Is probably, you're you're going to tell them about the pod, they're going to know the deal, and they're going to end up listening. 
So it's not like it's not something you can hide from someone forever unless they just don't listen to podcasts. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, she's any, bound to find like, out. Yeah. Like, what's the first thing people do is like, oh, when they meet somebody, they're like, hey, let's Google them, let's see what their deal is, and they're going to find small talk and they're going to listen to it. So any girl that you see in the future is going to go through the same process. So you're just going to have to figure out a plan for it. You're just going to have to navigate those waters. It's going to be difficult. Maybe there's going to be some trial and error. There's going to be some wins and some losses. You have to know it's now part of your life going forward. It exists. And people can do you know what, Steve? That was great advice. It's all Thank or nothing, you, you know? I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like so you're being a little too doom and gloom here. Like this is it, it's not the end of the world. Like you know, we Tom likes to have a good time. Everybody knows that. That's one of the things that people like about Tom. You embrace that and like you know, bring out the jokester in you. You just talk about yeah, like you know, like you do anything weird, happy, or you just went to an orgy. <laughs> it is what it is. And watch people bang in a box. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I did view okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just just own it. Be you, dude. Sorry. I just know that he likes this girl and that, you know, they're at the stage where she's already pulling out the nurture card and cooking for him and making sure he has meals. So she obviously likes him, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I just and she's probably a sweet, nice Midwestern girl who isn't used to Tom's brash New England. (laughs) Tom Foolery. Tom Foolery. (laughs) Great word. So I just don't want him this early on to present a side of himself that maybe he's passed. Maybe this is the girl that changes him. So I just wouldn't want him to taint it in yep. any way for her to be scared. Okay. So Tom, should I just want, be like... You want, now, you want her to know now, though. You don't want you don't want this, like, you know, a bunch around to be like, hey, wait, Tom, you know, this weird thing. Like, let her know right now, hey, this is me. I'm off being up front. You know, it is what it is. Either, you know, you like it or you got to leave. That's one of the, it's one of the two. Because otherwise, you can't hide from it, dude. You can't hide from it. It makes sense. Just get it all out on the table. I guess tonight's going to be the night. Only the third time we've ever hung out in person. What's up? All right. One of the most daunting tasks of planning any kind of get-together is the bar. We've all done it. You go to the store. You just start piling things into your cart. Beer, wine, booze, whatever you can find. You're literally guessing at what and how much to get. So wouldn't it be nice if you could just pick up the phone and call someone, have them take care of it for you? And that's exactly what Liquid Spirits' new DIY service does. St. Louis's premier beverage catering service now offers DIY packages. So not only will they take your guest count and create a great supply of your favorite beverages, they can even deliver it to you and it's chilled. How about that? They're going to literally take care of everything for you. So your party's going to be awesome. You're going to look great and pull together and you didn't have to do anything. Minimal effort. So the next time you're planning an event, give the professionals at Liquid Spirits a call. 314-347-7297 or just visit them on Facebook and Instagram at Liquid Spirits STL. Okay, well, speaking of love, we haven't done this in a while, but we've been getting submissions. God, I just waiting through some of these stories Makes me glad that Thomas found someone. You know, I'm glad that he's found a nice girl. So, Until tonight. We think. Until tonight. Yeah, we think. We think. But let's do a new edition of 10,000 Frogs. Dating is really, really hard. Uh, so listen, I want to ask you something. Um, can I get your number? But don't worry, listeners. You have to kiss 10,000 frogs before you find the one. Can I have your phone number? Can I have it? Will you give me your number? Can I have it? Can I have your number? Let's get through this together. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Small Talk presents 10,000 Frogs. So the last frog to sit on the throne, I believe, was Cupcake Frog. For those who are new to this podcast and or don't remember, because it has been a while, this was the story of the guy who went on a date with a girl he met online, met up with her. She was much larger than she had indicated in her photos. 
and uh, may or may not have been a Wiccan. And then they were supposed to go on a walk, and the walk quickly turned into her running back to her conversion van and housing a whole box of Hostess cupcakes because she needed to work on her blood sugar. Which was a really, really bad date, and I feel bummed out for that guy. But, hey, <laughs> that's what happens in the online dating world, hey, man. man. <laughs> yeah, you live, you learn. <laughs> Here is our first contender to Cupcake Frog. Hey, Michelle, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple weeks now. I just started working in an office setting, so you guys really helped the time pass, et cetera, et cetera. Now onto the horrible date. This guy asked me if I wanted to get some drinks with him in St. Louis. He told me to meet him at his place, so when I showed up, he was already pretty close to being blacked out. He also had around six friends over. Right then, I should have walked out the door, but I figured we'll just go someplace like Wheelhouse and go as a group. Wheelhouse is a popular bar downtown. A few minutes later, his mom walks in the door wearing blue eyeshadow, a lace top, and tiny pants. <laughs> Even at 23, I would feel uncomfortable wearing this outfit. First thing he says to his mom is, did you bring any Coke, like I asked, to his mother? She said no. Then two of his friends started speaking in Spanish. He assumed they were talking about his mom and immediately tried to fight them. After one of the guys slammed his head on the table, cutting his face open, they left and I was stuck with him audibly crying and his roommate somehow blaming the situation on me. After I left, he continued to text me saying to never talk to him again. Then about a week ago, he texted me again saying he wished I stuck around. Bipolar frog? <sighs> I have no idea how where to even start on this one. Uh, wow. Yeah, there's a lot going on here for sure. How did they meet? Like, did they, did they meet on, on, I would assume, obviously? There's no way a friend would have set them up. <laughs> no, she just said a guy I mean, asked they, if she wanted to get drinks. It doesn't indicate where they met. I mean, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not like, I don't, like, it's obviously insanely terrible. Uh she, she's right. She should have just bounced immediately. There's really no reason sitting here. Although, you know what? Maybe you could just do a whole thing where you're like, hey, I'm interested. I want to see how, how much of a disaster this could be. But, like, as soon as it's not fun, you just got to get out of there. Yeah, I think when he asked his mom, did you bring any Coke for me? I would have been like, and now is where I bounce. <laughs> well, that for Stop sure. It. But the first red flag is you show up and there's six dudes hanging out. And they're blacked out. Yeah, yeah. like that immediately yeah. is the first red flag. And then... There's the mom element. I don't even know where to go with that. Mom sounds like, like a go-go dancer. Whose house was it? Do we even know that? Like, his place. It, his place. Did he, did he live with his mom? Is it his mom's house that he was like, oh, it's my place, but his mom is also living there, and then all these random friends are over? Because why would the mom just be hanging out doing coke? Well, all signs are pointing to, yeah, she says she's 23, so I'm assuming that the guys are on the same age, and I feel like a lot of people still live with their parents, you know, early 20s, mm -hmm. out fresh out of college and or didn't go to college. That's mm -hmm. the time you still live with your fam. So, yeah, I'm guessing it's the mom's place. She's rocking her hot pants and her <laughs> lace top and her blue shadow, and she's ready to do a bump. Yeah, just feeling good about herself. What's up? <laughs> I just, I just okay. don't even know That's what... That's pretty bad. I mean, it's terrible. It, it, so... How can anything beat this? Like, this is going to win forever. Like, this is worse than the crack frog by far. This is worse than wheelchair I don't frog. Think it's worse than crack frog. This is I definitely worse than crack frog. No. So, you, you guys, you, we, we let go of crack, crack frog way too early. <laughs> this is definitely worse than cupcake frog for yes. sure. But uh, I don't know. I, sometimes I'm like, are these real? Like, have, I, I've never even been on a date remotely this bad. <laughs> well, should we hear the contender? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. I, mean, I feel sorry for the contender, but yeah. Yeah, I think the contender's going to lose, but let's hear it. I actually think the contender might win. Oh, wow. Okay. This is terrifying. All right. <laughs> contender to Bipolar Frog. 
So I went out on a date with this guy. Uh, we were set up by a mutual friend. When he picked me up at my place, I was shocked by how hot he was. He had a nice car, great job. He seemed to have a shit together. He took me to a really nice restaurant, ordered expensive wine. He was so funny and charming. I mean, this situation seemed too good to be true. We were really feeling each other, so when he went to drop me off back at my place, I invited him back to my apartment for a nightcap. Well, we ended up having a drink, making out all night, and we fell asleep in my bed. When I woke up in the morning, I felt kind of weird, and I quickly realized that I was wet. And by that, I mean I was physically laying in a pool of liquid. I immediately oh, no. I immediately panic. Clearly, someone pissed the bed. I didn't know if it was me because I didn't think I was that drunk. So I start looking around. Turns out it was not me. A quick accounting let me know it was him, a.k.a. I rolled over and noticed a massive wet spot on the front of his pants. He was still sleeping, so I didn't know how to play this. Is this guy okay? Was he that drunk that he pissed the bed? I really liked him. I had a wonderful time, so I'm panicking in the moment. I didn't want to be rude, but this dude just pissed all over me and all over my stuff. So I wake him up, bring to his attention what happened. He immediately freaks out gets really defensive, said I peed all over him. (laughs) When I point out the wet spot on his pants, he said that was because he rolled over into my pee in the middle of the night. Needless to say, we both doubled down on the other being the culprit. He stormed out, called me gross, and I never saw him again. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I will say this. If that ever happened... You just have to deny, deny, <laughs> deny. That's the only play you have. Because, like, there's there's no other play. What's the other play? Like, yeah, sorry, I just beat your bed. Like, you want to catch me far, right? Like, the, the, your only option is to just deflect, deflect, deflect. <laughs> so you're defending P-Frog. I, listen, I'm not defending him. I just think he played the situation. Clearly, he is the – he was – I mean, if this is to be believed, clearly he is the one that peed the bed. I mean, there's really no <laughs> doubt about it. But – I don't that I don't hate the tactic of blaming the other person because like what else are you supposed to do for that situation? Like, yeah, whoops, sorry, piss my pants and your yeah, bed. Yeah, it happens. I, and I do it about two, three times a week. That's my bad. I yeah. let you know. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I think this one is way worse. Yeah, I do too. Because she liked him. Yeah, I do too. And it went well, and she's thinking, oh my god, did I find yeah. someone? Yep. And then he pisses on her. Yep, that's bad. That's really bad. That's really Here's really the question, bad. Though, Here's the question, though. Say he didn't do that. Say he just owned up to him and was like, yep, totally me. Like, my bad. Like, I, I can't believe I'm so embarrassed, whatever. Do you go out on a second date with that guy? Ooh, you got to really like him at that point, right? But I get, okay, hold on. To me, it's what are the factors here? Did Was he so drunk he peed the bed? Mm-hmm. Was he, I think if he was so drunk and he peed the bed, that's one thing. If he wasn't that drunk and he peed the bed, that's where you're like, is this a recurring I don't even thing? think it matters, though, Michelle. Like, he peed the damn bed. It doesn't matter what the circumstances were. I don't know <laughs> the last time I peed a bed was. Oh, what, same. I mean, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, what if it was something health-wise? And he's like, oh, I've been going through some stuff. This okay. must have been bad well, reaction. I'm just, if, if he's a sloppy tuna and is like, yeah, I black out and I pee myself all the time, pass. We're adults. But, yeah, I, also, if you're kind of a stranger to me, I don't care how much I like you. If I woke up in a pool of your pee, we're done. Done. Absolutely done. If this was like, it, okay, as she described, and take it even to the next level, like if this was a, if you just really hit it off, you're like, this is awesome. Like, I, who knows after one date, but like, love at first sight, quote unquote. And you guys had a great time. And that was the one issue. Man, that's a tough call. I don't know. 
he, he explains it away, and it's a medical issue. You're like, okay, yeah, obviously, like, I'm not going to be a dick about it. Like, well, we could probably grab another date or go on another date, but I don't. If it was just like a yeah, I got drunk and peed the bed. <laughs> ugh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it could be like. A, I mean, it could be like a dream guy or girl situation that's probably going to be a deal breaker also the fact that if it was a medical thing and he was just so embarrassed and he wasn't like oh my god i don't know how this happened i'm so sorry let me wash your sheets let me buy you new sheets whatever the fact that he got defensive and doubled down and blamed it on her and called her gross that sucks <laughs> i like how yeah, sorry I mean, he loves clearly that though. it's over <laughs> now i respect that move because it's the only move you really have other than like you know kind of being soft about it but I, I don't know, because what do you, you know, if, if, chances are if he said, yeah, my bad, I peed the bed, she's not going out with him again. So this thing is over anyway. So you might as well try to save some space and, and like, you know, I don't know. But, like, here's the <laughs> thing. I, I, man, I don't know. I think I think if, if you really like the deal and, and you had a great time and somebody peed the bed, that, that's honestly a tough call for me. I don't know. I just imagine her. On, I'm assuming, like, in my mind, this happened on a Saturday night, and you're already facing the Sunday scaries, you're a little hungover, and now you have to wash your sheets because some dude peed in, in your bed. Like, that is a really rough Sunday for you. Terrible. It is. But here's the thing, too. How about, like, um, like say, say, like, he did own up to it, right? And you end up going on a second date. Like, could you ever even get over that? I don't I, I from both sides, that's always going to be in the back of both of your minds. So like the, the relationship kind of has to end there. Yeah, I got to be honest. If we went on a second date, I'd be like, mm, maybe take it easy on the beverages, <laughs> or also, show up like, with a raincoat on. <laughs> if your friends ever found out about that, if your friends ever found out about that, like you'd be screwed. You would like, all your friends would constantly make fun of that Like it was, no matter how much, if you got around to get married and have three kids and like live halfway ever after. Yeah, that dude would never live that down. Yeah, I mean, I have never lived down the fact that I shit my pants twice in high school, sophomore year. This is why this girl cannot <laughs> show up tonight. Thing. This girl cannot come tonight. Oh, my God. People, people don't forget. People do not You're right. Forget. If I told my girlfriends this story, they would, like, nickname him Rain Man or something. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. he'd find out. We'd get drunk, and they'd be like, <laughs> Rain Man. I'd be like, you guys, don't tell him that I told you. But clearly, as soon as this guy's out the door, she's sending a text to her friends yep. with a picture of the pee spot and mm-hmm. saying, you will not believe what just happened to me. This yeah. could work in some mimosas. That's bad. Yeah, hopefully they don't have any mutual friends because that kid might be screwed. No, they were set up by a mutual friend. Oh, so they're screwed. He's, He's screwed. so screwed. Well, okay, you know, then, I, then I take that back. That's exactly why he had to do what he had to do. He had to deflect <laughs> and deny because now he has, like, you know, deniability here saying, hey, it wasn't me because nobody actually knows the real story. Who knows? It's a great call. That, that, you're right. Yeah, it's not like in that moment she took a photo of his wet crotch. True. She could be making that up. Maybe she's yeah, lying. She didn't take a photo of her crotch either. Who knows? We don't. We don't have all the evidence. <laughs> and honestly, if you know, based on the small amount of evidence that we have here at our disposal, if she's laying in a pool of pee, then her <laughs> pants are wet too. You know what oh, I mean? I don't want to think about. It. I know it's so great. Okay, so let's just break this down. Bipolar frog versus pee frog. Clearly, pee frog is worse, right? Yeah. So coming pea into this, I didn't think bipolar frog was going to lose to anyone. Like who, whoever the the competition was, but this this is worse. Getting peed on and then being blamed for it is worse. And having yeah. cleaned it up, yeah, that's the worst part. Here's the thing, too, though, is that like sometimes I think we forget about the long term ramifications of these things. Like there, you can go on a terrible date, right? And it's just it's one night that that's about it. So that's like cupcake frog is would that would, would be that way. Um, 
Like there's the ones that think, okay, you just kind of move on with your life. Like this one has long-term ramifications for these two people as for whether or not who pees the bed. So there's like, so that that's why I would say this one is worse because this is like something that's going to go, that's going to, that these two are going to carry on with each other in the future. Yep. I wonder. To me, at this point in that moment, it's probably a mad dash to who gets to the mutual friend first, right? Yeah. Because I mean, it's probably you can just pick sides at that point. Yeah, but the, you're both going to the friend to be like, she peed the bed, he peed the bed. Maybe this is why she submitted it to the podcast to give it more validity. Like, see, like they talked about it. Like, clearly, I'm the one that's right here. What if? Well, that, we what, see right through you, pee frog girl. All right. What if this guy is out there listening to this podcast and he's like, "Shit, that was me." <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was, if he is listening to this pod, like, send us your side of the story. Yes. Like, I'm willing to hear it out. Or 100%. even worse, what if some girl's listening to this and is like, "He did that to me too." Oh, he's a repeat <laughs> exactly. offender. Repeat ethics. offender. Ah, ah, good one. Nice. So, P Frog does P Frog yes. dethrone Cupcake Frog? Definitely. All right, vote yeah. for Tom. Yes, Steve, you say yes too? Definitely. Yeah. I say yes three, so we yeah. have a new winner. And, you know, when we started wow. this with – oh, okay, Steve, since you were the proponent of Crack Frog, do you think yeah. Pea Frog is worse than Crack Frog? This is worse than Crack Frog because, like I said, it is a long-term play. Crack Frog was one night, and it's a funny story. This is like – this creates – this could break a friendship. Who knows? <laughs> So we now have a unanimous new frog on the throne, Pea Frog. I love it. I love Pea Frog. <laughs> this is I great. I feel like this one's going to be hard to top. But hey, we said that about a couple others. I know. Every this, time it gets crazy. This segment makes me realize pretty definitively that I'm going to die alone. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. To, you need to lock up this girl because and just yeah, figure out if she's best here or not because there's clearly not a great scene out there right now. Yeah, like, lock her up. Going. Oh, man. Yeah. God. It's not a good time to be single. I'm so nervous about tonight now. I cannot believe you invited her. <laughs> this is an environment was, that doesn't showcase your best features. Yeah. I mean, there was there's there's reasons behind why I invited her. It's not because it's a flex. No, I mean, we can, that's we can, why we can just talk about it on the podcast. Flex. No, I, okay, this is the real this flex. is the real reason. It's a flex, Steve. My mom is going to yeah. be in town this weekend. Oh yeah, and I didn't want to have a, another weekend that I didn't get to hang out with her. Like I wanted to kind of continue this thing, and I I think it's a little too soon for her to meet my mom. Yeah, you met her what four days? I've ago? I've only met her twice in person, and the first time was last right. Friday. Like, so I thought. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to introduce her to my mom. So then I saw this social thing that I'm doing on a weeknight, and I thought, oh, I don't really ever do anything fun on the weeknights. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. could be a fun thing for her to come to. It's at a, you know, a place that I think she'd have a good time. So uh, that's why I put two and two together. I was like, great, I'll have her come to this. Did not think about the uh, part of her discovering content that I have created that might be incriminating. That you Paul Pierce yourself twice. <laughs> That that is true, but you know, you I, yeah, I guess you win some, you lose some. So you know, you guys can think it's a flex, but th- I, there was there was good intentions here, and I think fair intentions. Steve, <laughs> over under on the bet that she ends up meeting Tom's mom by the end of the weekend. Oh, she definitely meets Tom's mom. <laughs> definitely. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's because a smitten Tom, kitten. Listen to this guy; he's for sure yeah. going to intro her to Mama Freeze Pops. <laughs> strike me as the kind of guy that just dodged in head first and that's a good and bad thing and i feel like you know you may be a little all in on this thing and like you know what this is great it went well tonight michelle liked her like time to meet my mom boom done it's gonna happen i'm like mm. very confident yeah so okay. good luck i look forward to the to the, uh, to the text updates All either right. way 
great holiday parties, there's only two ingredients that you really need. A well-decorated tree and a great bar. So let St. Louis's premier beverage catering service help. Liquid Spirits can bring everything you need for a great bar right to your office, home, or venue. And the best part? You get to let their bartenders cut off that guest who's a little sloppy. They may have been celebrating a little too much, a little overserved. You don't have to do it. You don't have to be the bad guy. So let Liquid Spirits do it for you. If you mention us, mention Small Talk, you can get a free package upgrade. I mean, how about that? Those holiday parties, they always creep up on you. So give Liquid Spirits a call. Get ahead of the game. You can call them at 314-347-7297. Start planning that epic holiday party now. You can also check them out online. Facebook and Instagram at Liquid Spirits STL or follow them on Twitter at Spirits Liquid. You know what time it is. If you haven't already, head to Apple Podcasts, search for Small Talk. It's a little black box, white writing. Click on it, subscribe to it, rate it, preferably five stars, and leave a review. Like this person who says, first timer, five stars. This is the first and only podcast that I've ever listened to, and I could listen to Michelle talk all day long. Wow. Nice. There you go. I mean, that's a, that's just a straight Michelle comment right there. Well, this one is a love fest for all of us. Next one, the shrink reviewer needs therapy. Five stars. Wow. His or her review was obnoxious. If you don't like small talk, don't listen. Pretty simple. It sounded like the reviewer was hitting on Michelle, which felt creepy. The fun (laughs) interaction between Michelle, Freeze Pops, and Saruti is what makes the pod. They all bring something different. I'm 61 years old, and I love hearing their opinions on life in general and pop culture. It keeps me informed of things in the world that I might otherwise not know. I know they're each very kind, intelligent, confident, successful and just solid people. They're willing to put themselves out there and I love it. Wow. That see that's awesome. That makes me feel so good. 61 years old. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. That's oh man, I'm so happy from that review. That made me feel great. I love that that person to shame the shrink. Yeah, yeah. And I guess he she felt like you were being hit on by the shrink. I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that vibe either. Yeah. I got the vibe that the shrink enjoyed the pod, but didn't want to admit he enjoyed the pod. Yeah, he was like trying to be too cool for it, you know? It's kind of like you constantly saying you're not a sweets guy. Like, just admit it. Not a big sweets guy, so. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't love small talk. He loves it. (laughs) That's great. Thank you for that review. That was so nice. We know you love it, shrink. And yes, thank you for that super sweet review. Okay, next one. Oh, title. Riverboat Maddie (laughs) Moe. Five stars. Okay. Love you long time. Great show that makes my day better. I'm still waiting on Freeze Pops to give the what's up from the Budweiser commercials for his show starting hello. You three are great together. Love hearing takes on music, drinks, dating, and CNC is now part of my daily lingo. Wow, okay. What's CNC? Cool no one cares. Oh my God. Come on, Michelle. Maddie Mo, my apologies. Riverboat Maddie Mo. CNC is now part of my daily lingo. Figure out how to do this daily or at least bi-weekly, please, and thank you. Wow, okay. Um Well, actually, Riverboat Maddie Mo, thank you for that review, but I have bad news for you. The fall is coming, and the fall is the worst time for us to do this because as you guys probably know if you listen to this podcast or maybe don't, fall is the busiest time in sports and it's Difficult for us to coordinate this with Steve's schedule anyway, and with the fall coming up, it might be tough. So we're going to do our best to try and get the three of us together at all times, but we will be taping some long-form interviews and trying to work in some different things. So we know that people love this podcast, and we're trying to work it out as best we can. Yeah, you know, it's going to be it's going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. Uh you'll still hear us. And you know what? When you guys hear the three of us together, it's going to be like an awesome treat, you know? It's going to be like when your mom makes your favorite uh dish and you didn't realize you come home from football practice and stuffed peppers are sitting there on the counter waiting for you. 
We're going to be like those stuffed peppers back in high school. Your mom's stuff, stuffed peppers. <laughs> my mom makes a mean stuffed pepper. So does my mom. <laughs> oh, really? Should we have a stuffed pepper off? <laughs> no, I don't want it to get contentious. It will. Because you know. right, my mom will win. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I bet your mom can throw it on in the kitchen. She makes a mean stuffed pepper. Is that her signature dish? She'd be mad at me if I said one specific thing was her signature dish. Everybody has a signature dish. She honestly, I don't think she would pick pick one for herself. She she's cocky. She she'd say like, no. I got four or five. I'm not asking her to pick one. I'm asking oh. you to pick one. I don't want to get in trouble with her though. You know what? I'm gonna say her chili. And the reason, the weird reason why I say chili for her is her chili's a little different every time. It's it's kind of it's kind of the same foundation but there's little tweaks here and there because it's not like she writes down the recipe type thing Mm -hmm. it's a it's you know oh this time she used a little more red beans this time she used a little bit more of you know the taco seasoning this time you know a little bit more green onion type of thing so it's like it just changes every time and that's what makes it enjoyable for me but it's always still very very good Mm -hmm. um so i think i gotta go with the chili that's good uh what's your mom's oh god she's got so many good things See, it's tough because you don't want to offend your mom if she hears No, this. it's not even an offense thing. It's trying to whittle down my favorite. Uh, so my mom's from New Jersey. She can obviously throw down in the Italian department. Mm-hmm. Uh, her penne vodka is unbelievable. When I was a kid, my most requested dish was her pasta con broccoli, no mushroom. Unbelievable. My mm-hmm. friends have come over for Sunday dinner and they're always like, can we get Robin's pasta con broccoli? I'm like... Hell yeah, you can. And they get it with mushroom, probably. Probably, yeah. Okay, she yeah, used to make two special ones. Mushrooms are awesome. Um, I wish I... Honestly, it's one of the things I hate the most about myself, that I don't like mushrooms. I was out dinner with my girlfriends last night. They ordered mushroom dumplings as an appetizer. I tried one. I can't like them. I want to like them so desperately. I can't force myself to like mushrooms. It's I, awful. I appreciate the fact that you keep trying, though. Ugh, yeah. It's not a... Tex- it's just a taste thing. I don't like the taste of weird, them. because most people don't like it for texture reasons. I know. Yeah. It's so weird. And trust me, Mushrooms are in some of my favorite dishes. I want to like them. It's really a plague on my life. And it's weird because you're such a foodie. I know. Mushrooms are like kind of in that world. Like truffles, morels. Trust me, I know. Wow. I I, I go to restaurants and I'm like, oh, do you want a shaved truffle? I'm like, pass. And everyone's like, pass? What are you talking about? It it sounds like you just have to grow up, Michelle. (laughs) As Steve would say, I don't have a sophisticated palate. But yeah, I would say that also my mom um, makes killer black bean burritos with like a mango salsa on top. They're delish. Very cool. And uh, when I used to come home when I was of age, she would make me a very great quesadilla late night. Mmm. There you go. Working some chicken, chop up some tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Mom's cooking is the best. It's just, there's nothing beats it. No restaurant beats a good mom meal. Totally agree. Well, the three of us will be back in action next week. We can confirm that. So until then, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.